for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Tanya Leanne from Lydia's Castle. How's it going today, Tanya? Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like this podcast has been in the works for a really long time, but I know you wanted to wait until you had some uh, music to talk about, which is exciting because you're finally releasing music. I know the pandemic had a lot to do with... uh, putting that on hold but you know hey we're here we're finally doing it so (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely so i'm really excited to sit down and chat with you we've chatted a few times via facebook but this is the first time face to face to actually have a conversation so i'm excited so if you're ready let's 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 jump right in thanks for absolutely so um before we jump into the new single that uh, just recently dropped and the upcoming album and all the fun stuff you're working on, uh, let's take a step back. What's kind of your background story? Kind of give yourself an opportunity to introduce yourself to all the listeners out there. Yeah, sure. So um, my like background, um, you know, I I've, uh, currently live in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I'm from North Carolina. And I actually, uh, so Lydia's Castles, the band that I front and I sing, and uh, I didn't um, actually grow up on rock music, believe it or not. Uh, I grew up listening and singing to country music. And then around in 2013, I heard uh, Lizzie Hale, Hailstorm's very first album. And I said, whoa, I want to do that. (laughs) And so um, I just kind of took a leap and did something that I had never done before. And I just found this new voice within myself. Um, I just really fell in love with just writing and performing rock. I really liked the challenge, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. 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 And so you're from North Carolina originally, which is good. You brought that up because I saw in your personal Facebook page, something about St. Louis. And I was like, Oh, Hey, something to talk about. But then (laughs) no, no, we can talk about St. Louis too. Um, I lived in St. Louis for quite some time. That's actually where I started getting into the rock scene. So St. Louis is very dear to my heart and uh, our guitar player. um, He also is from St. Louis as well. Nice. I went to, I'm from Chicago originally, but I went to school down in Southern Illinois. So St. Louis was a quick trip when we needed to get away. Are you a Cubs fan? No. No. Are you a Cardinals fan? No. Okay. (laughs) At least you said you're not a Cardinals fan. So like I'm a Cubs fan. So. Well, this is even, uh, (coughs) I don't have my hat, but I'm a White Sox fan. Oh, well, I mean, that's okay too. (laughs) <laughs> I still true. like you. That's not too bad. Sweet. No, our guitar player is a Cards fan and I'm a Cubs fan. So like when we watch baseball together, it's usually from like opposite ends of the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey. Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah, that just that entire dynamic of Cubs and Cards fans is hilarious because. You know, we, we beat them once. That's, that's all I, all I care about. Yeah. 
I, I live to see that day, but no, I, I, yeah, I grew up in North Carolina, lived in St. Louis for a hot minute, then moved out to uh, Nashville. And then that's when we uh, started Lydia's castle. Gotcha. And that was in 2020, like right around the quarantine. Yeah, like around 2019 is mm-hmm. kind of like when we started writing. And then, um, you know, like during that time period. Um, so we just like wrote me and the guitar player, we wrote like 30 songs together. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, the inspiration just kept coming out. And then um, at the end of like, when society kind of started opening up that again, um, we were like, hey, like, let's try to find like some other people to write with. And uh, that's when we ran into um, John Wysocki, who is the former drummer from Stain. And uh, he now plays in Lydia's Castle. And um, we have really taken our time to find the right bass player. I won't announce his name yet, but I will say that I do think that we found the person that we want to be a part of our family so (laughs) yeah exciting times so it was just a really great fit um good mesh you know like we're just one big family outside of just playing music so it's cool awesome awesome so growing up in North Carolina um when you first started doing or taking an interest in music was it something more just listening and having fun or what was like that first moment where you started taking an interest in music well it's funny that you ask that because music has been a part of my life forever my great grandparents owned a music store so throughout my entire life um even like my dad's life you know there's always been music around so I actually started playing violin in elementary school then I moved to clarinet and saxophone and then at 15 I started playing guitar I've always done the whole singing and writing poetry which turned into lyrics um but music has it's always been, I'd walk into a music, my grandparents' music store and they say, well, what instrument do you want to take home and play? So it was never a money factor that ever slowed me down as far as like growing um, musically, which was just always really nice. Cause some people don't have that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, growing mm-hmm. up in your grandparents' uh, music store, was there a specific instrument that you never got a chance to play that you oh, kind of wish? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wish I could play bass mm-hmm. and mandolin and banjo. Those are the three that if, if you play those instruments, mm-hmm. kudos to you, because <laughs> I even tried during quarantine when I had the time and it's like, my mind just doesn't like want to wrap around that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a hard yeah. instrument, especially mandolin, man. That's, oh, yeah. like, that's like another planet of smartness. I watch a lot of, or I watch a lot of bluegrass bands perform and the oh, mandolin yeah. player is just always like, I have no idea how you're pulling this one off. That's like the way to my heart. I'm just like, if you play mandolin, I'm just like sitting in the crowd, just like drooling over the fact that you can do something like that. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I feel the same way about um, fiddle players. Like they just, huh. I don't know, something about fiddle players. It's like, I wish I could do that. Like, that's just, none of it makes sense to me, but it's just amazing. Do you play any instruments? Nope. I tried, (laughs) I tried to play the cornet back in fourth grade. Okay. (laughs) I did not have the discipline to practice. So. That's all right. There we sit. So. Did you play recorder? 
I don't. I tried to play harmonica, but <laughs> I try. I really tried to learn how to play harmonica, but it just wasn't what wasn't for me. I think that's the, okay. Uh, you, you support us musicians. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think that I've always talked to. Uh, so my uh, two partners and all this, uh, we've had several different conversations about starting a um, futuristic reggae band of some sort or reggae uh, futuristic bluegrass band that's what it was okay. not reggae. so basically it would be me on theremin and <laughs> uh my one buddy plays upright bass and uh the other guy would pl- figure out uh something because he plays drums and bluegrass bands don't usually have drummers, yeah, drums, so right hey and i'm it's... sensing like a lydia's castle like show with that yeah. so, <laughs> We, you know, it's funny because we do all this kind of weird, we go down to a bluegrass festival in the Keys every uh, January, and we've thought of like an entire song already, but none of us play the, like, I don't play an instrument, and the only one that actually plays a bluegrass instrument is our buddy Brady, who plays upright. The rest of us are just kind of like, yeah, we'll figure it out, so. You're just like doing things on stage to make noise. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Hey, whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, But anyway, so you um, growing up in uh, North Carolina, what was kind of that point where you decided to make that shift of, okay, I'm playing music for fun or personal satisfaction or whatever the initial motive was to, okay, I think I can do something with this professionally, make money, you know, all that. Well, I, so I graduated with like 52 kids and funny story about that. I always tell people I graduated 30th in my class, but then I just don't tell them it's 52 kids. (laughs) But I say all that because, um, when I graduated, I just had this very like ambitious, uh, I don't want to say like naive, but just very blissful. And I was like, I'm going to pack up my stuff and uh, I'm going to move to St. Louis. I'm going to get a record deal. And, and um, I just learned like really quick that it doesn't work like that. (laughs) And I think that um, the turning point to like, want to be serious about it was learning. uh, Well, actually seeing like how big of an impact that somebody as a front person of a band can like really make in somebody else's life. You know, like you have literally the power to like write lyrics that inspire people or acknowledge somebody in a way that makes them feel like they're being uplifted. Um, Like you have the ability to like help people get through life. And once I like kind of saw other people doing that, when I like branched outside of my bubble in North Carolina, um, that's when I knew I wanted to take it seriously. I just knew that there's a lot of good that you can do with it, no matter what genre you're in. Um, and I, I wanted to take it to the top so that I had the ability to, to do that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And yeah. uh, so after I, I'm assuming you, after you graduated high school, that's when you moved out to St. Louis or is there a little bit of time gap in there? Yeah, I kind of bounced around a little bit, you know, like I spent a couple months in Indianapolis and um, Michigan and Illinois and Missouri and, 
you know, like just, just here or there, but I did spend the majority of my time in North Carolina and Mm -hmm. then uh, St. Louis and then uh, now Um, here in Nashville. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I kind of rode around. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I, I find myself in that pattern right now just kind of roaming around and I'll, I'll land somewhere eventually. So it keeps life interesting. So (laughs) it also keeps life very expensive when you keep moving. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I'm getting too old for that. (laughs) I I'm kind of at that point now where it's just like, I've started to collect too many things and it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm like one heavy box away from like breaking my back. I'm like, we're, he- we're hiring people. <laughs> I, when I moved into this place I'm in now, it was just me and my mom moved okay. me into this apartment. And now I'm looking around and I'm like, I don't even think me, my dad, and three of my best friends could move me out of this place. There's just no way it could happen. It's like, how does one collect so many things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And all of which I need. Oh yeah. I'm just sitting here like, Nope, I need all this. I need my 800 microphones. You know, I, I just need oh, it all. Yeah. So we have, we have a lot of guitars. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're in a band. It makes sense. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, so what, what was kind of the uh, lead up to Lydia's castle? Did you have any projects that you were in prior to Lydia's castle or. Yeah. So, um, you know, I had a project in St. Louis and uh, our guitar player also had a project in St. Louis at the time. And that's kind of like how we met through, you know, friends and battle of the bands and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, after uh, just being friends for a while, you know, um, we ended up dating and mm. eventually we had, we had gotten married yeah. and, um, so when quarantine hit and we just had all that time, we were like, Hey, do you want to like do something together? And I was like, why have we never thought of this before? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we just had the time, you know, like, uh, that was one of the good things from COVID is it just kind of gave back time, you know, to just kind of like be stuck in an apartment and mm-hmm. to, you know, appreciate those things. So anyways, we, yeah, we started writing music and that's just kind of like how, how it all started. <laughs> nice. And yeah. so obviously quarantine was a very bad situation all around, but it gave a lot of people an opportunity to really find <clears throat> a, something they were passionate about or gave them the opportunity to expand on something they were already doing which obviously for a lot of musicians was music in general, but maybe they were in a project they weren't passionate about or weren't doing something they were passionate about. And it kind of gave them that opportunity to, Oh, Hey, yeah, I'm playing rock and roll, but what I really want to play is bluegrass. There you go. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah which was really cool. And I I was glad to have been there for a lot of those transformative moments. And the fact that you and your husband kind of sat down, were like, Hey, we've never been in a project together. Let's see what this evolves into. Mm -hmm. So uh, you started throwing around the idea for Lydia's castle. What was the original thought process behind the band? What did you want it to be versus what it became? Yeah. So, um, I think like the thought process I can speak on my behalf was, Mm -hmm. um, 
actually, I'm gonna be really honest with you. We didn't really have one. Okay. You know, when we sat down and we started writing, we just wrote what came to mind, mm-hmm. you know, and it just like Phoenix and, you know, um, a few of the other songs that you're going to hear, like our next single, uh, search for you. Like, those are just songs that it just kind of came out of us. It wasn't like we were like, Hey, let's kind of hone in on this genre, this sound and sound like this and do, you know, it just, we just came up with these ideas and wrote on them. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's just kind of like how, how the music started, you know, but, um, yeah, that's, that's just what we did. (laughs) Um, since, since you're kind of fresh off of the creative process and writing music and all that stuff, what, how does that kind of work for Lydia's castle? What is the, for a lack of better terms, what is kind of the writing sure. structure? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we actually don't have one. Okay. So we, what's great about being in a band with everybody being so talented is that we have written a song, it's called What Comes Around, mm-hmm. and it's going to be on our EP. Mm-hmm. And that's a song that started with a drum beat. John came in, played this beat, Cody laid down some like guitar riffs over it. And then I came up with these vocals on the spot and that was just the song. And then we have stuff like, um, uh, like fading away that actually just came out and that originated with a guitar riff, um, and then a drum beat and then vocals. Um, but then we also have songs like Phoenix, uh, or even search for you that you're, you'll hear and fading away. Those all started with, um, just vocals you know vocal line um and then and then they we just kind of like wrote around that but you know the cool thing about it is uh besides like writing a song is that we take the time to tear songs apart and like really examine them and make sure that it's like exactly how we want it to be you know do we need to tweak it is it too long do we need a bridge here you know and so like a lot of bands they'll you know well not a lot but I know some bands will write music and then just leave it alone but we're always like going back and doing like pre-production even if it's not going straight into the studio you know just that examining examination gotcha gotcha so obviously you and John make sense as coming together as a band. How did, or not you and John. <laughs> Cody. How does, you and Cody, how does John fit into the mix? Sorry. That's yeah. Cool. So um, John fit into the mix because like I said, we were, we were looking for musicians mm-hmm. and uh, you know, John just fell in love with the music. He liked the fact that he was working with people who work hard, Mm -hmm. um, you know, who aren't lazy people that, you know, know how to actually write music. And then more importantly, like we just had a really great bond family unit. Um, Instantly, we just all really clicked. And when we got in a room and we were writing together, we could like sense each other's energy and we like knew where the song was supposed to go you know? Yeah. So that's just like, when you can develop something like that, especially so quick, man, you hold on to those people. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, you, you know, when something's right and yeah. you do everything you can to keep it together. Yeah. Like somebody doesn't have to yell out, like go to the chorus, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, no, like we sense that energy. Yeah. Like we know together looking at each other, like what we're just going to do next. Mm-hmm. 
absolutely and right now it's kind of it's really cool because you're a nice tight trio with the hopes of expanding to a a four-piece which will be fun and exciting but obviously with four-piece comes additional yes and there is a bass in the songs we just do hired gun stuff we just we really wanted to like make sure we found our person because yeah. our energy, I'm telling you, one day we'll all get together on this podcast, yeah. but our energy together is like so cool. And we were just like waiting for the right person. Mm-hmm. And we just interviewed like 30 bass players. Nice. And uh, I think that we found our person You're, after yeah. a year of being together. <laughs> okay. Sometimes, you know, it, sometimes it just takes that long. Like, you uh you made it through well not made it through you got to this point yeah and then you were able to get the person you want so i'll tell you some of the best decisions i ever made being in um because i i kind of like manage lydia's castle like all mm-hmm. the the things but one of the things i've learned is just not being so <clears throat> proactive like step back and like don't don't jump the gun like mm-hmm. allow like take your time with things and allow things to develop and evolve and, and make sure it's the right thing for you. You know, even though we really needed a bass player, we just didn't jump in and settle. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cause there's nothing like having a toxic member to a band that (laughs) to destroy a project really quick. You know, it's, yeah. And it, and it definitely happens. And, uh, but when you find the right people, and everybody has the same mission and goal. Like all of us just want to do good things in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to use like what we have to like do good. And when everyone's focused on that and having fun, it doesn't really matter if you success, if you succeed or if you fail, because at the end of the day, like you're just doing what you love to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, speak, you brought up the, some of your singles that you've already released. You, uh, started off with Phoenix but then you also just released Falling Into Place, which released Friday, right? Or has it been a little bit longer than that? No, it, it released on Friday. I don't okay. think the day we're on. I, I'm sitting here because I remember seeing like the ads on social media and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it's been out for a little bit longer than I thought. But I feel no. like it was Friday. But you know, no, it's-, it's, it's still super new, man. And um. We also have a music video coming out for it on Friday and I'll kind of give you a little sneak peek. I haven't even like showed anybody yet. So if you're watching Twitch right now or live and amplified, you get the scoop. So we like rented out a prison set with like jail cells and like a, um, an interrogation room and a warden's office. and so like the music video is going to be sick like uh the just the setting and stuff it really goes well with the song but our plan is like every single to have a music video Mm -hmm. so yeah for sure you know and because what i really appreciated about the music video for uh phoenix was it was very well it well first off it was very well done but it was a very uh, elaborate but simple if that sure. like just simple in the way it looks, but like the camera movements and just like everything else that was put into it, it's like, okay, that's 
Yeah. Yeah. A nice little touch, man. We've been using, um, lighthouse studios. His name is Austin Delamano. He's here in Nashville. And then Josh Trotter for, uh, with cap two, um, was actually captured studios, Mm -hmm. but it reads cap two studios. Anyways, uh, he does our photography. We've really have built a great team of people around Mm -hmm. us, you know, and, um, just their ideas and their creativity. I mean, content is king. I tell them all the time, we write the music, but without you guys, we can't get our music out there. You know what I mean? And, um, but yeah, uh, Austin Delamano came in. We kind of had like this idea for Phoenix. And then he came in with that crown. Did you see the crown? We had no idea. He said, I'm going to build this crown, which is our logo. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm going to, for the, like the back of your set, and I'm going to program it to the song, like the lights. Yeah. We had no idea it was going to be the way that it was going to be. Like that was just the coolest thing to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where, like, I feel like a lot of musicians get hung up on this idea of everything has to come out of their creative brain, but right. not every musician has the visual components. So if you bring somebody in, that's a video producer or yep. just a creative visually, you got to let them do their job. You do your job. If yep. there's a certain look or feel that you want, convey that to them and just let it be what it's going to be. Yeah. Because it, yeah, for sure. Even, even if it's a something that you initially didn't want, I think ultimately it's going to look a hundred times better than forcing them to try and do Yeah, something that they're not comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. And we just kind of give Austin the reins. We're like, here, (laughs) you tell us, you tell us what to do. We give you like a general idea, Mm -hmm. and he just kind of runs with it. And you know, I've learned like, and just being a musician in life in general, like, you know, um, you just you can't get to the top if you're not willing to be coachable or allow other people to to you know do their job. You know, Mm -hmm. and um they just do a really great job i can't wait for you to see the fall if you like phoenix man yeah. falling into place is sick next nice. friday when that comes out uh i'll send it to you and awesome. Uh, awesome. yeah it's good i mean i'm sure i'll see it on social media but i oh, everywhere. definitely <laughs> looking forward to it um what's uh where did you rent the this prison place at was it someplace there in nashville or yeah it's here in nashville there's this uh there's this um gentleman who has like 10 different sets that are set up and Mm -hmm. uh you know they're they're each theme based Mm -hmm. right and he's got like uh the prison ward he's got like an insane asylum he's got like uh just a bunch of really cool things yeah and so falling into place with which i mean the music video is a video that has humor in it Mm -hmm. um the guitar player my husband he was like we have to do a video that's like kind of funny and I was like okay we can do it so it's not like serious like Phoenix you Mm -hmm. know it's like got more humor but the song was written about like the song was written about uh falling into place and becoming the person that you want to be so in the music video um even though it's funny you know you have somebody who is um you know uh locked up and there we're doing music in our cells and then we like break out of the prison nice. into the warden's office and like we kept we uh 
you know, get our instruments back. And then over the intercom, we're just playing our music and all the inmates are rocking out. And uh, it's just, you know, falling into place is just about, you know, some people are like, you're, you know, you're falling or you're a fallen person, but maybe you're just becoming who you should be Mm -hmm. or who you want to be. And uh, we kind of try to convey that a little bit with the humor, but it's good stuff. (laughs) Nice. nice. And that, that drops on this Friday, right? So yeah, yep. This Friday, we're we'll four be, days, three days, whatever. It, all right. Whatever day we're on. Yeah. The Friday you. coming up. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Perfect. Um. So that drops on Friday. Uh. What, what's kind of the? Are you do, for the album? Are you doing the standard like three singles and then the album, or what's kind of the thought process behind? Yeah. That? Yeah. So we're gonna do three singles. Um. So we'll have another uh single that we're gonna be releasing. Uh, the first Friday in April. Okay. And that's going to be for our single called Search for You, which I believe is what we're also going to title the the album as well. But the album will have five songs on it. Okay. So, so it'll be, um, yeah. Yeah, EP. Got it. Yeah. Um, and then, so there will be two additional songs on there. And uh, this Friday coming up, uh, we'll also be announcing... Um, our EP release show here in Nashville. We got a couple more shows lined up around that, uh, you know, the spring summertime as well, but the first one will be the EP release. And, uh, I think we're going to do something special, man. I think what we're going to do is, uh, get a hundred physical CDs with like real old school liner notes in them. Okay. And with like the lyrics handwritten in them and pictures and, you know, like what they did back in the day. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. and uh photos that haven't been released and we're going to sign them and uh there's only a hundred like we're not going to get any more you know mainly it's a you know how it is it's a streaming kind of world right but we wanted to do something special because you know we have people who have been with us on our journey for a really really long Mm -hmm. time you know yeah and uh those are things that you can hold on to you know, the tangible things that you can hold on to forever. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're working on right now. We're working on uh, getting the, you know, getting those liner notes and stuff together and getting those, getting that ready for the show. But mm-hmm. we'll be announcing that show on Friday with that music video. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I will have to pay extra close attention to that because I've had a, ever since I announced this podcast. So when did I announce it? Sunday, Saturday, yeah. whenever I put out the event page. I had a few of our mutual friends reach out and say their shows are kick-ass. If you ever yeah. in Nashville, you need to go check out their show. And I'm like, okay. And yeah. so now that you, now that you're saying that there's going to be an album release, Nashville is only 11 and a half hours from where I'm at. So I'm just saying Southwest has real cheap flights, man. The lodging's not expensive. <laughs> I'm saying, Tom, you got to make a, you should make a flight out. <laughs> it, it, they, I mean, depending on what it is, like no one really ever knows what's going to happen in the next few months. So message you after this. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I, I dig it. I dig it. You know, it's one of those things where it's just like Nashville has been on the mind like the last three months or so. Like ever since my yeah. mom passed, it's just kind of like, I, I need to stop stalling. I need to go after what I want to go after because nothing's given. So, and you know, man, if you don't, the thing about that is like, you're going to wonder your whole life. Like, could I really have done something with this? Yeah. 
you know? And the worst case scenario, you had fun doing it. Mm -hmm. And then if like, if it doesn't work out, you can always go back to your Mm -hmm. nine to five, eight to five day job. You know, there's always those options, but I mean, like that's part of life is jumping into that abyss Mm -hmm. and just enjoying the fall and not, you know, wherever it goes, like you Mm -hmm. have fun doing it. Yeah. And you know, what's making this eventual leap into the abyss a lot easier is so we've been doing live and amplified for six years now. And this is podcast episode 450, whatever it is. You know, a lot of the people we've worked with are from Nashville. And they've all told me, yo, if you ever make it to Nashville, don't worry about anything. We'll figure it out. And it's like, that just makes me feel so much better, you know? And there's like so many bands you would never have to worry about <laughs> not yeah. having somebody to interview. Oh, I know. It, <laughs> it's, it's wild. And it's definitely something that's going to happen. I hope my boss isn't listening right now because she does not want me to leave by any stretch of the imagination. And it's like, well, tell her, tell her to let you work remote. <laughs> she probably would at this point. Who knows? Um, <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, it's definitely been a conversation, been bouncing around. I keep saying November because that's kind of like when my lease is up that I'll know what's going on. But, you know, that's kind of the plan. Cool. If you ever get down this way and you ever need help with anything like that, hit me up. For sure. For sure. So um, album release coming, information coming soon, album release show, music video, singles. Yep. The important questions. You've released your work, released two singles, and you're going to release a third one before the album. How did you kind of decide what singles you were going to release? That's a great question. So, um, the way that we decided to release music was so you got to think like we're a new band, mm-hmm. like we're presenting a sound for the very first time. And so, when we released Phoenix, we knew that that was a song that showed many different sides of us. Like there's, um, you know, like there's a heavier side, there's a more like reserved, you know, we pull it back a little bit, but it shows like all sides. Mm -hmm. So then we thought, well, let's show a side that is more aggressive, Mm -hmm. you know, and falling into place is just like female skid row. You know what I mean? Like it is very like rocker. It's in your face. It's something like not a lot of females are doing. And so we wanted to show like that side. And then, so the next song that we're going to release, which is search for you, that is kind of like, it's not a slow song. It's borderline slow ballad. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is a song that will tug on your heartstrings. It is, uh, just one of those songs that um, anybody who li- who has listened to it has just said like they could just feel, you know, that empathy of just losing somebody, you know, and searching for them in another life. And so that's kind of like where that where that song came from. So we have three songs, three different sides of us. Um, that just kind of showcases, you know, our sound, who we are. And then you, you mix that with the other two songs mm-hmm. on the EP and it's just, uh, 
it, it just keeps adding to like different feels. <laughs> Not one song is the same, which is super cool. Yeah. And, and like being a young band, I don't think a lot of new bands think in that regard. Like they automatically just stick to one sound. But if you're kind of sitting on the fringe of a lot of different sounds and you take this like first EP because let's be let's be honest you can take five songs and kind of lean into the different sides of the uh, sound so like if you're a little bit more heavy or soft or you know a right. little bit more emo metal you know like whatever you want yeah. it to be and if people start gravitating to one song more than the other it's like okay well maybe we should lean into a little bit more of the screamo side you know like whatever yeah. it ends up being so Right. And then, so like, we have a song called what comes around Mm -hmm. and it's very like, um, Royal blood, Arctic monkeys, (laughs) kind of thing. And then we have, uh, the other song on the EP, it's called fading away. And that song is like very heavy. It's not like your fast rock, like, Mm -hmm. um, falling into place, but it's just like a very, very heavy song so it's like completely different it's all over the board uh and like you said it's it's not we're not putting ourselves in one bucket we're just kind of seeing where it goes yeah for sure for sure um so of the so you have five songs coming up on the ep right how many songs didn't make the cut Oof. i would probably say i would probably say about maybe five, five cut. One of them, we really, really wanted to have time in the studio to record. It is Mm -hmm. our ballad. It's called Here With Me. And um, we really wanted to record it. We just ran out of time, you know, but we're on top of those songs, you know, we're still writing new music Mm -hmm. on top of that music. And um, because that's what we do, right? We create. (laughs) and uh you know like I have a song that's really cool it's kind of like a Mariah Brink it's called Heartstrings Mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that one makes the cut um but we got a we got a lot of stuff in the books and uh, a lot of a lot of other songs we're hoping to go back into the studio in October this year we're just gonna keep pumping out music and content yeah for sure for sure and i guess didn't make the cut was an aggressive way to word it but you know i'm barely past english in any of no past the cut is is right like it's um you know we have certain expectations and maybe we need to go back and Mm. really kind of it like i mentioned earlier like evaluate those Mm -hmm. songs a little bit more um but the producer that we use, his name is, his legal name is Jack Daniels. Nice. <laughs> Jack C. Daniels. And uh, he is from um, Sick, Tone, Sick Tone Studios out in Missouri. And hands down, one of the most talented guys mm-hmm. I've ever met. Just recording, pre-production, his bridge ideas. I mean, it was just um, phenomenal to work with him. And and then uh, the the gentleman who did our mastering. Um, I mean, we just had a really great team. And nice. so we're going to be using them again. So if nice. you like the music and you like the way it sounds, we're just going <laughs> to, we're not going to change anything. <laughs> yeah. If you find something that works, why change anything? But I no. remember uh, watching on social media as you'd post, 
either on the Lydia's Castle page or on your personal page about driving back and forth to Missouri on weekends. And just Cape Girardeau. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's the thing. Nashville has a lot of really great producers, right? But we wanted to bring something to Nashville that like nobody else is doing. Mm -hmm. And so to do that, we were like, okay, well, let's go somewhere Mm -hmm. that no one else is going. (laughs) And so we went to Cape Girardeau. It's not a really big city. Like it's great. I went to school in in Carbondale and. Oh, okay. So like you, okay. So yeah, we, um, have you ever been through the town Cairo? Yep. Okay. Oh, I have. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so you just don't stop no. in Cairo. Like we were like, Oh look, there's a subway sign, but then there was no subway. <laughs> and so the running joke was like, somebody stole the, the entire subway, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but no, we'll, we'll be back there again. Um, Jack Daniels from sick tone studio. He's just, he's just our guy. Mm-hmm. Like he, and you know, what's cool real quick is, um, you know, as a new band coming in, like he had the opportunity to like create our sound, you know? So it's not like somebody coming in who has done records before. And it's like, Oh, well, I know like what kind of sound you're going for. You know, the cool thing about this is like, he got to be a part of like our creation. Like he got to create like our sound. Yes. And so in doing that, we'll, we'll be back. Sweet. Sure. Sweet. Yeah, you got to watch out in Southern Illinois. There, there's a lot of exits where oh. you're lucky if they have an entrance ramp to get back on the expressway or the highway or the whatever. You know. Oh man, no, I've I've taken a couple wrong turns in East St. Louis before, so uh, I'm not really <laughs> geography map. Good thing I have like I was actually just talking about this last night, like. <laughs> If it was like end of the world times and I had to like get around with a paper map, yeah. I would not get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I told my husband, I was like, I need you to teach me how to read a map. <laughs> like I, I GPS everywhere, like to and from work. Yeah. I, got you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's almost in illinois you're better off it's southern illinois you know east st louis that whole area you're almost better off with either not knowing where you're going or a paper map because yeah you're just you're just screwed at that point (laughs) pretty much pretty much that's funny that you know what i'm talking about cairo (laughs) oh yeah it's if we have any listeners right now go ahead and research the uh town cairo in illinois little egypt that's and it's if you go through there in the summer it is probably one of the hottest places i've ever been in my life and like i lived out in the high desert for several years and southern illinois man you just can't can't yeah i i've not been there through there during the summertime you know the cairo part yeah but uh we went through there around like christmas time and it was funny because like there's no lights like everything's boarded up and you know, it's just like an unfortunate, very sad place vibe, but like in, in the winter time in Chris, like around Christmas, the, it's like, there's this tree and this like little, um, what are they called? Like the little round things that you drive around. Oh, the, um, roundabouts. Roundabouts. So in the roundabout, 
is this giant Christmas tree. And it's like every single light that should be on in Cairo is like on the tree. And so it's like, so if you ever get lost, like look in the, in the, uh, in the wintertime, look for a giant tree and you're in Cairo. (laughs) That's funny. Oh boy. I forgot about the Christmas tree. It's been, it's wild. 10 years since I've been in Cairo. Cause I just, I don't have a reason to go through that part of time or that part of the state. So I don't. Well, John, our drummer keeps joking about like our next video, we're going to shoot in Cairo. And I was yeah. like, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not stopping our cars and doing any kind of anything. Because the second you do that, that's when Barney Fife comes rolling up and ask for your filming permits and then throws you in uh, city lockup until Monday and you're yeah. And take all our gear. Yeah. <laughs> That's cause it's so when I moved, when I went, went to school down in Carbondale, I went to SIU. Yeah. The first day, like first move in day we were, uh, we were coming down cause we were coming from Chicago. That's where I'm from. And we had to pull off because there was such a back, back up on the highway it's like well we can get there we can go through some of these small towns and get there just as fast my dad decided that 45 wasn't fast enough because that was the speed limit and he was doing like 70 through a 45 and barney fife comes rolling around and he's like and his little southern accent he's like look at here little man and it's like (laughs) (laughs) he's like you slow down in my town and it's like all right i'm good sorry about that so (sighs) you gotta watch yourself around there so um what's uh so obviously the album release show that information is coming out here soon uh what's the uh other than the release show what are your shows looking like i know you kind of took a break right around christmas to record the album and all that stuff uh, what's kind of your shows looking like now? Yeah. So, um, we're going to kind of like, you know, play a show in, uh, April Mm -hmm. that is just kind of, it's like going to be a top secret show. You know, we're about to invest in like a lot of like gear that we've never used on stage before to kind of program some backing track things where it's like some ambient sounds and stuff. And, um, you know, program lights and stuff like that. And so we're going to do that. And then we'll have our, um, our EP release show in May. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, in June, um, we'll, we're hoping to get around to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, that's kind of like our stomping grounds is yeah. Nashville, St. Louis. Right. Yeah. And then from there, um, I'm hope you know, usually like July, August, and September, we've been asked to do like national act shows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've been asked to play with um Renee Phoenix from Fit for Rivals. Yes. Um, we've played with uh Diamante. Um, so you know, I'm kind of like I don't really like to book like that far out. Like, let's just kind yeah. of, you know, because we're releasing music, like it could go anywhere. You never yeah. know where yeah. where something can take you. So (laughs) with the pandemic it's kind of taught everybody like hey like yeah it's cool to have plans but yeah maybe not announce everything right away because yeah exactly and maybe like not 
plan so far out. Like I told you, I'm, I'm not the person that like jumps on offers or, you know, things like, because you just never, you never know. So I'm kind of like letting the music breathe, see what people think about Mm it. But I do think that we'll continue to stay like regionally located, like Kansas city, um, you know, maybe Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, places that are like really, um, like drivable, mm-hmm. but not going all the way to LA. Like we're not, yeah. Yeah. we're not doing that gas out there. $7. We're yeah. not going to LA <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> unless we're walking. <laughs> yeah. I, I and that's not see. happening either. No, <laughs> not with all that gear. Nope. It's not happening. No, not flying, no. not doing none of that. <laughs> yeah, no way, dude. So, but that's kind of the plan. And we're just kind of like pitching our music, you know, to, to other, um, you know, management and stuff like that. And kind of seeing like, who's interested if maybe somebody wants to do like, um, a development or distribution mm-hmm. deal, you know, things like that. But, you know, regardless of, of what happens and where's, where's it goes, we're, we're going to be going back into the studio in October and we'll, we're just going to keep pumping it out, pumping music. And, and that's kind of the plan. Nice. <laughs> hey, that's what's up. Um, so has uh, John kind of stepped in and helped guide you in the right direction since he's obviously been on every major stage ever. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, John definitely, um, you know, he has his contacts from, from Spain and, uh, and, you know, like, uh, being from St. Louis, you know, Cody and I also like being in the scene Mm -hmm. as long as we have, you know, know some people as well. And, um, who knows where it's going to go, you know, it could, it could take off overnight or it could be a couple of years. And that's why I say the, the ultimate goal is to have fun. Yeah. You know, we run it like a business. We're serious. We rehearse twice a week. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we were very, very active. But at the end of the day, like, we all like go see Batman together. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we just have fun and it's yeah. cool. So that, that's important that I don't think a lot of bands kind of equate in is to make the experience a lot more fun. You almost have to be friends or have those uh, the ability to do friend things i guess is the best way to yeah well i mean picture like being in a vehicle with somebody for weeks or a bus like if i can't stand you for two rehearsals a week we are never going to be able to survive doing a weekend tour or whatever, you know, but, you know, and John has his fiance Shannon and she's Mm. just so lovely. And, and we include her in everything. That's like being a female, like, and always hanging with the guys. Like I I like to make them feel included because I know what it's like to be excluded. You know what I mean? So but it's one big family. She hangs out with, she's a part of our band group text thread. Nice. Like that's, that's how much we include her. Hey, like, I mean, that's the perfect way to do it. It's I I just kind of imagine John agreeing to do a show and then his fiance chiming in being like, uh, remember we got that thing on Saturday. She does. She does. (laughs) Yeah. No, she helps me keep him straight. I keep Cody straight and, uh, you know, the new bass player, man, he's on his own. (laughs) I'm like, you got to either get a girlfriend, a wife, something, because I can't manage all these men. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, so funny. Oh, so 
uh, obviously uh, with everything out or the two singles out and getting a lot of great publicity and you're in the verge of releasing the new album and shows and little mic we'll call them micro tours we're not going to call them full-blown tours yeah, uh, yeah what's kind of running through your mind right now as you're kind of in the heyday of this entire process of releasing your debut album you know so my day job I work for a healthcare company as a data analyst <laughs> and so completely different from music right yeah. um but I am curious from more of a data analytical side to like see how many streams we have, how many listeners, you know, where do they drop off in the song? Where do they drop off in the video? You know, so for me, excuse me, is um, I'm more or less not just excited to share music in the world and, you know, try to change it and, you know, do some good, but I'm always like on the nerdy side. I'm like, oh, I wonder where this is going to go today. Or, you know, like what countries are really interested in Lydia's castle, you know? (laughs) So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I enjoy the uh, occasional analytical (laughs) look and figuring out all that stuff. It's, it's fun. It's interesting. But then, you know, it's sometimes it's just like, all right, I don't really care. Let's, let's keep doing (laughs) what we're doing. Yeah, right. I mean, and I feel like knowledge is power. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can spend, not immerse yourself in it, but if you can spend a little bit of time and like allow the data to tell a story, maybe you can kind of critique, you know, what Mm -hmm. better to do the next time, you know, that kind of thing. So, but I'm, I'm real nerdy with that. I'm like numbers, you know, aliens, Loch Ness Monster, you know. Gotcha. 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 Um, so kind of outside of music, you kind of mentioned that you have a day job. You're not a full-time or not a full-time musician. You have no. to supplement your uh, uh, music addiction is what I like to phrase it as. Oh, yeah. uh, wh- when you kind of need time to yourself or to get away or wh- what are some of your hobbies? What do you do to kind of decompress from life? Yeah. So, um, goodness, that's a great question. I do so much. I go to work to get off to go to work with yeah. Lydia's Castle. Um, but no, like I, uh, so I like to, um, I like to draw and color and um, I own a uh, printing company mm-hmm. on the side. So I get to like create outside of just creating music mm-hmm. um so uh i originally had no intent on having a printing company yeah. <laughs> i i didn't intend for that to happen what had happened was <laughs> i started creating uh, merch for us in-house print hand screen printing our shirts yeah. and you know koozies and stuff and then other bands were like did you do that and i was like shh yeah. And then, but it didn't stay quiet. So then it kind of, you know, one person talked to another and I started, you know, really like kind of taking off with this. So I was like, all right, I got to give it a name. So I named it Castle Build Printing. And then, um, and then I started taking photography for bands for fun, which led to, hey, can I pay you to do some photos? So that led to Castle Build Photography. Yep. And, um, 
so I run it all under castle build, but those are just fun things. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have, uh, you know, kids that reach out to me and they're like, Hey, can you come to my show and take some photos? And yeah. I'll do that. And I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll print them around a merch. And, um, I think that's important though, because like, you know, there's, there's not a lot of money to be made in music, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of it is in your merch sales. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have a day job. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I'm making for off of merch, it's like fun, you mm-hmm. know, fun money. Yeah. And so if I have like these young kids coming and, and they're like, hey, can you print our T-shirts? You know, they're, I'm going to sell it at a point put at a point where like they can actually profit. Yeah you know, and and get them some good gear and stuff like that. So it's all good stuff, man. It's like, it's fun, but it's like giving back to other musicians. It's a great way to network. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's been real good to me. So that's what I do on the, on, on the fun side, uh, (laughs) outside of Netflix and video games and all that stuff. (laughs) I was going to say, so there's no like Netflix binging or. Oh yes. I am totally wrapped up into this new show it's number one on netflix right now it's called um pieces of her okay i've seen yeah oh man i've not seen the show but i've seen it pop up on netflix so well dude i like literally stayed up until like 1 a.m and mind you like I got to go to work at like 7 a.m. Yeah. So that's like real late for me. Yeah. And so I stayed up till like one, two o'clock in the morning, like watching it. Cody came home. He's like, you want to watch it? And I was like, I need you to catch up. You fell asleep last night. It does not mean I have to pause the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so he did. And now we're, uh, we're caught up, but yeah, nice. Netflix, you know, video games, like we have a, um, a switch and yeah. we grill out and stuff like that. So yeah, man, it's, it's all good things. Nice, nice. I I have to get back into my video game thing because I sold my PS3 back in the day. And then when I was ready to get, because I didn't have internet, like when I lived in Florida, I didn't, couldn't afford internet. So I was like, well, I can't play this PlayStation because, Makes sense. you know, and so I just, by the time I got to a position where I could get another system, it was like the four had been out for a minute. And then the five was getting ready to come out. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just wait for the five. And then the pandemic made the five like impossible to get. So it's like, I was going to say, aren't they on like PS like 40? Yeah. (laughs) By now. And so now it's just kind of like, yeah, well, once everything kind of chills out, I will figure out where I want to go and what I want to do. So are you more into like PlayStation or are you more into like Xbox? Uh, I tried Xbox for a minute, but Microsoft screwed me out of a year of Microsoft Live oh. or Xbox Live or whatever it was. And so yeah. I vowed never to own an Xbox again. I only have had an Xbox mm. except for like PlayStation 1. Mm. Like I had PlayStation 1. Yeah. Um, But that's that's been it and then just xbox but i'll fill you in on a secret so my favorite video game is halo Mm -hmm. and cody and i have beat all of the halos on like heroic nice like yeah (laughs) so anyone playing twitch and wants to join and see me like (laughs) dominate throw some sticky grenades on some aliens and fly around some banshees hit me up that's what's up that's what's up you know i'll get i've been playing a playstation 2 because i found it 
buried in a, a box and I was like, okay, we'll play this. That's what I've been doing for the last year. Okay. There is no shame in that. I have probably beat Halo like three, like 40 times in my life. So <laughs> the original one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What are they on now? Like I, um, I want to say like Halo, like five, I don't know. The new Halo came out and like, you can't play it like co co-op. Mm. And which really kind of sucked. So yeah. it's kind of like one person, unless you like were to play it online. Gotcha. Um, and that's cool too. But uh, yeah, they need to like go back to like their old, old ways. Yeah. I think it had something to do. I could be completely wrong. So if anyone on Twitch is listening, they can correct me. But uh, I think it had something to do with like the graphics were better if it was just like one person versus like two. But yeah, is that right? Or did you I, hear that, that? That seems right. Like just the pure logic behind it seems right but yeah you know i i'm not that deep into video games where like i used to be back in the day but uh just like that logic seems right yeah so. man i gotta watch myself i'm like all right one hour of tv one hour of this a day and then i'm like on to something new because <laughs> yeah. i'll like sit there i'll get engulfed by it <laughs> gotcha gotcha all righty well before we kind of wrap this up, sure. we have to do one thing, and it's our lightning speed round of randomness. I have a random question generator sitting right here, and so I'm going to fire <laughs> off some of these questions at you. Okay. Would you rather? Okay, so if you're ready, I got the questions right here. All right, shoot. Would you rather live without color or without taste? Without taste. If you were held at gunpoint, what movie would you wait? That question makes no sense. Hold on, let me <laughs> sorry. I was like, either I'm not reading it right or all right. It's okay. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? Uh cures a deadly disease. Perfect. Would you rather eradicate speed bumps or speed limits? freaking speed bumps dude oh they've destroyed so many of my cars it's ridiculous. oh my gosh like my chiropractor's like what happened to you and i'm like speed bumps <laughs> what is the furthest lengths you've gone to make a joke or a pun oh dude i am so bad at telling jokes and it gets to the point where i'm like trying to explain it and it's just like not even funny i am not a good joke teller at all <laughs> if someone tells you you're getting annoying what is the most likely reason because i say like um or like a lot probably fair fair <laughs> pineapple pizza yes or no Oh my God. Yes, please. With ham I, on it. Oh, geez. No, <laughs> no, please. No. Yeah. All right. What could you talk about for hours, but have no actual knowledge of? Ooh. Um, what could I talk about for hours, but have no knowledge of? So basically, uh, what probably, could you BS your way through for an hour? 
<laughs> uh, probably music theory. <laughs> okay. okay. I can get through it. <laughs> and then if you're going to the zoo, what animal do you have to see? Uh, the seals. Fair. Okay. All day long. That's, that's it. Or the, or the giraffes. Awesome. I dig it. The, the questions were starting to get a little repetitive. And I was like, oh, I've seen this like no, two or three times. I love that. Nobody yeah. has done that on a podcast before. With well, see, so what, so what kind of evolved that is, so when I was doing the uh, pancreatic cancer fundraiser in honor of my mom in November, um, I had a, I had like a hundred different podcasts lined up over the course of three days. I was yeah. like, I got to do something to, cause it's going to be very serious. I got to yeah. do something to make it a little bit more lighthearted and fun. Cause that's what my mom would have wanted. And so I found this 21 party questions app on my phone. And so it just like brings up random questions and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to ask one <laughs> random question for every guest. Cool. And then about uh, two weeks ago, somebody was on here. It was like, hey, can we do it like a speed round? And just you ask me a bunch of questions because yeah. I don't want this interview to end. And I'm like, okay. So I started doing it. And then the questions started getting really weird and random. And I'm like, okay, let's keep doing this. It's fun. <laughs> so let's not stop. No, that was cool. So. That made me think about what I can get through talking about, but not know anything about. Nice. Hey, that works. Oh, so for uh, anybody that's out there listening, if they want to check out your music, uh, music videos, keep up with anything you got going on, where's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, so there's a couple places you can go to lydiascastle.com. Um, we have music and photos and our bio, you know, press kit, all that there. Um, also, like, uh, you can go to uh, Linktree slash Lydia's Castle that also has all of our uh, social medias on there. Or, I mean, if, if you literally just search Lydia's Castle, when I trademarked it, there was like no other Lydia's Castle hmm. in existence. Yeah. So we're very easy to find. Nice. <laughs> YouTube, nice. we're on like every social media platform. So um, find us, you'll find music. That video comes out next Friday. Got another single the first Friday in April. So we're busy. Awesome. Awesome. And then one thing I meant to ask earlier, where does uh, Lydia's Castle come from? Oh, the name? Yeah, the name. So uh, the name, um, <laughs> so long story short, uh, okay. the name comes from uh, Cody and I, we had unexpectedly lost our daughter um, a couple weeks before our due date and her name was Lydia. And uh, after we had lost her, we realized that we just had to go through this whole like self-discovery and figure out who we wanted to be as people again. And um, while we were pregnant with Lydia, mm -hmm. uh, this Comcast guy came into our apartment called uh, like Castle what was it like castle point apartments yeah. and they literally looked like castles and he goes well what do you want your wi-fi name to be and i said let's do uh lydia's castle and i looked at cody and i said if we're ever in a band one day we should use our wi-fi name lydia's castle 
as like a band name. That's super cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, you know, like when Lydia passed away um, and Cody and I decided to do music one more time and we decided to do it together around, uh, you know, fast forward a couple of years, then COVID hit. That's mm-hmm. when we started writing. Um, but, you know, we were just like, this is the perfect name. You know, it's, um, it's like, it's symbolic for like strength, but also it's about like, to me, like Lydia's castle is about being able to, when you go through like hard times, like there is a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's, um, there's good situations and bad times. And it's about just like figuring out who you want to be. Like we built our castle. It was Lydia's castle, you know, and Mm -hmm. when we had to figure out what we wanted to do in life. So it's for other people to figure out their paths and that's kind of the symbolic meaning behind it. Awesome. awesome. So we took a we took a tragic thing, made it beautiful, and hmm. and now we're we're here where we are today. Awesome. I know if she'd be proud to see where everything's kind of gone for you since. So. Oh yeah, she'd have red hair just like me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah. But uh, once again, I want to thank you so very much. I'm glad we were able to get this up and running if like i'd mentioned earlier it feels like we were uh been doing this for a really long time or been trying to get this in motion for a really long time so i appreciate i'm glad we were able to get this in the books and on the record yeah. um for anybody that's hanging out watching uh after this interview i'm gonna go hang out in another twitch chat with my friend emmy so if you want to come along feel free we're just gonna go listen to some cool chill acoustic music and kind of calm down from a uh, great podcast interview so yeah man uh, thanks for having me on and uh it was it was really great and fun hanging out with you <laughs> and uh just chatting a little bit about music and stuff and uh i look forward to speaking to you again hopefully in the future for sure for sure once again thank you so much for hanging out thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you all later yeah, yeah. see ya cool <laughs> we're clear <laughs>